0: With a career covering nearly two decades, Mining International partners with new and junior miners, and larger predominant players in the market. With no further ado, here is your host, Rob Tyson. Just before we start the podcast, we want to make you aware of the upcoming Mines & Money London event, which is back in person on the 1st and 2nd of December at the Business Design Centre. This is Europe's largest mining investment event and brings investors and mining corporates together to connect, learn, and do business. And you don't want to miss the mining pitch battles. Investors can claim complimentary tickets and other attendees can get 10% off with a discount code DEEP 10 all in capital letters, when registering at minesandmoney.com. So get your tickets now, and we will hopefully see you there and now back to the podcast. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Martin French, who is the Executive Chairman of Chesterfield Resources, who are a mineral exploration company operating in Canada and Cyprus, uh, with a focus on copper and gold, um, and are listed on the London Stock Exchange. Uh, Martin has over 30 years' experience in capital markets, investment banking and mining. Um, and he's worked all over the world um, in Asia, South America, and Africa. Um, and he's here today to tell us um, the story around Chessfield Resources. So that's welcome Martin to the podcast. How are you doing, Martin?
1: Yeah, pretty good, Rob. Thanks. Uh, thanks for inviting me along.
0: Yeah, no worries. I appreciate your time as well. So um, for those that don't know you, um, I just want to even give us a brief background of, uh, of your career, um, your sort of career history, what you've been doing to sort of present day.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I'm a, I guess I'm an investment banker um, turned entrepreneur. So um, I had a big career in equity capital markets, kind of institutional equity uh, with Credit A, uh, the big um, French bank I was based out in Hong Kong. For a long time, um, did quite a lot of work in China um, when Ch- uh, China was still emerging and um, kind of ran offices around Asia for Credit Lyon A, um, kind of running sales, research, um, trading, um, but particularly corporate finance teams. And then I went to set up Credit LNA in Latin America. So um, I was based out of Sao Paulo in Brazil for a number of years and kind of set up a a network of offices for the bank around that continent. And then um, I kind of cashed in my partnership and have been involved in entrepreneurial uh, ventures kind of ever since. And uh, I got into mining about 10 years ago. Um, And I set up a, um, well, I kind of ran a a junior miner in Namibia, actually. It was a brownfield underground um, mine project, uh, which we took through bankable feasibility study, um, took it all the way through, and then sold that to a private equity fund. Um, So I also kind of invest quite a lot in the sector, so I'm a little bit on on the other side of the... Of, of the table as well. I kind of understand um, investing in investors and what investors want. Um, so that's where we are. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. I Just wondering, if you give us a, a quick overview of uh, Chesterfield Resources.
1: Um, yeah, well, Chesterfield is a main board-listed company. It's not a name. Um, it was set up in 2017 as a Shellco. Um, and then we bought some assets in Cyprus in 2018. And I've been working on those. Um, and... We're drilling, uh we've just finished drilling actually on Cypress at the moment. And then in November last year, uh, Polymetal International, which is a FTSE 100 giant mining group that's an eight billion pound company, backed us. So um, that was a huge vote of confidence. They pulled over 20% of the company, um, gave us kind of um quite a lot of money, which is very nice of them. Um, and they've been a partner now for a year. Uh, it'll be a very good partner. We get on very well, they've been very supportive. Um, and then in July um, this year, we made a very large acquisition um, of, a, uh, of a, a big exploration project, a copper exploration project in Canada. Um, and in that process, we brought on a new st- strategic partner in Canada uh, called Altius Minerals, which is a kind of royalty company um, who are also helping us project manage this project. Um, and Altius is a very highly regarded company in Canada, they've got something like a $750 market cap, they own royalties and some of the best mines in the world, particularly in Canada. Um, so we've now got two uh, really good partners. Um, so for a small company, we've come a long way. and uh, We've been very active. And we've been very active on the ground uh, in Canada, and um, we started work immediately, um, that we made that uh, completed that transaction.
0: Yeah. Why do you think, uh, and I suppose this is from your own perspective, why do you think these companies invested in you? Was there something about your projects? Was it something about the management team? Was it something about you? Um, Do you sort of have any insight as to why they invested in you? Yeah, well, I
1: mean, in Polymetals instance, uh, Poly is very interested in copper. So Poly is the world's 10th biggest gold producer, and also it's the fifth biggest producer of silver. Um, But like a lot of big companies, mining companies in the world, they want to get exposure to copper because copper is on a mega trend, as we all know. Um, I think the industry sees copper being robust uh, for at least a decade with this uh, whole electrification trend. I mean, copper is the basic building block of anything electrical. Um, And they took a decision to get that exposure by investing in exploration companies Um, and their main assets in Russia, Kazakhstan. Um, But they bought, I think, three exploration companies in Russia and they bought into us. Um, we're the only company bought it outside of that sphere because they're headquartered in Cyprus and they understand Cyprus. Um, And they're also attracted to us. um, Well, they did quite a lot of due due diligence on our kind of assets in Cyprus. They like what they saw in terms of its exploration potential. Uh, And also we have a very senior technical team um, headed by a guy called Dr. Neil O'Brien. And Neil was one of the founders of London Mining. Um, which is a huge kind of rags to riches success. It started off our size and has ended up, uh, you know, a multi-billion dollar company. Um, Neil's one of the founders. He was head of exploration for London. He was head of new business development for London. He took early retirement um, and has joined us. So that's, a, a, again, it's a massive tick in the box for us. Um, and Polly were very impressed with that um, and the rest of the team. And then with Altius, um, it was actually kind of similar because the the deal in Canada actually came through Neil. Um, Neil, Neil's a big name in Canada, Um, so they really liked the idea of doing a deal with him. And also from their point of view, you know, they took equity for this deal. We paid them no cash, we paid them entirely in equity. And their business model is they like to make big multiple returns from their investments, and they could have sold this asset to a Rio Tinto or First Quantum, et cetera. But if they took shares in, say, Rio, and Rio made a discovery, Rio shares might go up sort of 5%. Um, if we made a discovery, our shares could go up 10, 20 times. Um, so for all sorts, it was a combination of the leverage from getting into you know, a small cap company like us, uh, combined with a very, very good technical team.
0: Um, the big news uh, from the summer was your very large new copper acquisition in Labrador, Canada. I um, wonder if you can just uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, it was a great
1: acquisition. I mean, it's one of the biggest copper plays, new copper plays in North America. Um, and it's, a, it's what's called a sedimentary ba- basin. Um, that's the type of geology. And there are not very many of these um, kind of sedimentary deposits around the world. And where they are, they tend to yield very big mining projects. So um, there's one in um, Zambia and in Botswana, you probably know about. Um, there's one in Michigan, which is very famous, uh, copper belt in Michigan. And there's another one, the Ulka uh, in um, southern Siberia, which is coming into production next year. And that's a monster. They've got something like $250 billion of contained copper in the ground. Um, and if we've got anything, you know, 1% of that, um, that's a sort of multiple bagger for us. Um, so we, we're kind of really excited about that. It's it's not only um, are we involved in the base, we actually own the whole thing, uh, which again is really, really unusual. And it's in a very, very low risk jurisdiction. I mean, not only in Canada, but in Labrador specifically. In Labrador is regarded as the best province in Canada for mining. Um, and on top of all of that, it's very heavily mineralized. Um, there have been explorers on it for about the last sort of 50, 60 years. Um, it's been very, very well mapped. There's something like 250 copper shows on surface or very, very close to surface. Um, so we know it's very heavily mineralized. And the, the unusual thing about this project, although it's had a lot of work, uh, mapping and sampling and geophysics, there's been very little drilling. And the reason for that is nobody lives there. And so there's no road access. So you have to bring in everything by air. Um, so we've got, um, you know, a situation where you have a, a very prospective, known, very prospective, very large project, which has had very little drilling. Um, and that's what we're kind of gearing up to do.
0: I know you've just come back from a site visit. Um, i just wondered if you can tell us a little bit more about the site visit.
1: Yeah, um, well, it's it's the first time we could get out there because of COVID travel restrictions. So as soon as they got lifted, um, we we went out there last month, um, spent a lot of time actually with Altius, um, and got to know those guys up on site in a place called Goose Bay, which is the kind of nearby service centre. And obviously went onto the site itself, had a a good look at the geology. We're really scouting around for where we're going to drill. And as always, There's nothing that beats getting your boots on the ground and and looking at the stuff kind of physically. Um, So we did a lot of work on that and we did a lot of work um, with local suppliers, drill companies, uh, helicopter support, uh, air air support to an otter support. We're looking at rebuilding an old camp there. Um, So there's quite a lot of logistical work we were doing. And also Um, Very importantly, we met the First Nations guys and in in Canada, it's it's very important. Um, In this instance, um, the lands are are sort of um, tribal lands controlled by a group called the Innu. Um, And we met the Grand Chief, uh, a guy called Etienne Rich. Um, Also, our partner, have got a really good relationship um, with the Innu. Um, That meeting went very, very well. you know, they spoke about the fact that these, these were their sort of hunting lands, but they're very happy for us um, to do work there. Um, and, 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 you know, they said they it's sort of generally supportive and they're very appreciative of the fact that, um, you know, we'd come to see them. Um, we're going to be using um, a drill company, which is half owned by the Inu, and also a helicopter support company, etc. So we're very much looking forward to working with them, and, and it's very important for us um that the, they're showing all kind of due respect and everything so that was an important uh part of that trip
0: yeah Um, and obviously talking about uh obviously your travels you obviously spent some time in toronto as well um what was what what was the reason spending quite a bit of time there
1: yeah well we you know because we bought this this big project um in canada it's obviously sort of, sort of it lends itself to a canadian investor base um you know, the Canadians understand Labrador very well. And Labrador's become a really kind of hot province for mining. Um, there have been some big gold discoveries there actually, and um, a lot of the um, stocks of, of the companies that operate there are trading at big premiums at the moment. So we're obviously very interested in that from the point of view of our shareholders. Um, we're looking for a Canadian broker, um, which we're in the process of doing, um, and so we can market the stock to Canadian investors. Um, and also, we're looking at doing a secondary listing. Um, so we're doing quite a lot of work, um, planning for that, okay. Um, and what kind of reception, obviously, being in Toronto, what kind of reception did you get from the Canadian brokers? Um,
0: uh, what and what they,
1: they love what it. okay, yeah, they, they love it. I mean, the uh, one, one thing about Canada is it's very sort of gold centric, a lot of gold bugs in Canada, lots of gold exploration companies. Um, but this is copper. Um, and, you know, everybody's obviously latched on to this mega trend of copper. Um, and, the, you know, what we learned from Bay Street, and uh, the market out there is they're all looking for new copper plates. So we kind of slotted right in there. Um, you know, we're big, we've got lots of scale, we're in the right province, Labrador. Um, we have Neil O'Brien um, as our head of exploration, that's very important for them, he's a, he's a very well-known figure out there um they like the fact that we're main board listed in london we're on the name company um that was one some of the feedback we got and they like the fact we're backed by Autis um and by polymac um so i mean it was, it was quite a good checklist to go through and uh, yeah everybody was very positive the tsx um said they're very 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 keen to have us on board they see us as a good quality new name on the street so uh, that yeah. was a good trip.
0: Yeah. And is there a reason why you focus more on Toronto than Vancouver?
1: Uh yeah, I think Toronto's a more sort of natural base for us. I mean, it's it's a bigger market and it's it's a you know arguably a more established market, um, but but and, and it's closer as well. Um, you know, one of the things we're looking to do um, out there is something called a flow-through funding, um, which is a very common. Tax driven structure in Canada for raising money. And it's, it's something that was created and supported by the government. It's not some, some weird sort of accounting thing. Um, so um, we're going to raise money next year um, for this, um, for the Labrador project. Um, and we're going to do that in Canada. Um, and we're going to use this structure. And the really great thing about flow through um, is that you issue shares at a big premium to your share price. So here in London, you know, you do a placing and it's sort of at a discount. everybody gets worried, oh, no, share price is going to fall because you're doing a placing, a discount. It's completely the opposite in Canada. Um, there was a company, an ASX, a company called Matador Mining um, that did one of these deals last year, I think last July, uh, and they raised money at, I think it's something like a 44% premium to their share price, if you can believe that. Um, I think we'd be, from our discussions, we'd be guessing at least... Something like a twenty-five percent premium. Um, so um, that's obviously something that we are very focused on.
0: um moving on to your Cyprus uh, operation, how's the sort of drilling going there, and um, what uh, sort of
1: ex- what sort of results would you expect? Well, I can't tell you what the results. <laughs> yeah, I'm <true>, <laughs> not allowed to. Probably, <laughs> don't know what they all are yet. But, I mean. Um, Um, Yeah, the assays are coming in. I mean, like everybody, uh, they're they're bottlenecks at the assay labs, and this is a global problem. Um, And it's kind of related to all these kind of post COVID bottlenecks. Um, You know, a lot of people couldn't do any drilling during lockdowns. uh, And then suddenly lockdowns release and everybody's sort of drilling at the same time. Um, So the labs have been inundated with samples to process and there's just a big backup. So um, like with everybody, our, our kind of results have been pushed back somewhat. Um, we did put out an RNS um, to let people we've hit mineralizations one particular area um, where we've been drilling actually, and we we sort of carried on drilling there a little bit because um, we hit this mineralisation, um, and we wanted to you know just to drill a, an extra hole. In fact, um, so uh, that is something. In fact, we had I can tell you had. Um, one of those assays back last night. I can't tell you what, what it is, obviously. Um, but we're hoping to get the other one um, in the next kind of week or so uh, and, and try and get those results out as soon as possible. But, um, yeah, that, that, there's an aspect of uh, our work out there which we're pretty excited about.
0: Yeah. Um, you announced a new gold project the other day. Um am if you can
1: tell our audience a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's, it's called um, Limley South Gold, and it's basically a waste dump um, from one of the, the, the mines. It's a satellite mining project out there. It's a fairly sizable dump, and we've been taking samples off the top of that dump, and the, the grades are actually pretty good, uh, and it's pointing towards a certainly commercial-type grade. So this is gold oxide, um, and we've been drilling around that dump. It's one of the things we've been doing, um, and there's gold oxides. In, in the kind of upper section of, of those drills near surface. So um, we're looking at pulling all that together into a gold oxide project. Um, and um, we're at the moment working on um, a new testing program to, to progress that project um, kind of relatively quickly.
0: Um, like a lot of uh, junior miners, your share price has taken a bit of a hit lately. Um, yeah. Should share shareholders have any minimum? At this point, um, I mean, what's the path forward looking like? For yeah, well,
1: we, we actually, um, funnily enough, we, we had a, an investor lunch yesterday in our broker's first equity with there and we, we're all, uh, you know, presented um, and uh, there are a number of existing shareholders and also some new names and, and actually some people who were interested because the price has gone down. They've been watching us for a while and they're making the point saying we've been waiting, to, you know, for, for a price dip. Um, and then we had a kind of group discussion about that afterwards. Um, I don't think everybody was saying the same thing. Look, I mean, this is a kind of industry-wide. It's just, you know, all the mining stocks went up, uh, you know, earlier in the year, and, and guess what, they all sort of come down again, which is sort of um, a typical sort of, you know, post, post kind of pop um, sell-off. Um, you know, I, I think our kind of point, our, our standpoint is we're going to go out and we're just going to tell our story. Um, we're going to hold a number of investor lunches. We're doing um, podcasts like this. We'll probably do webinars. We've got an active Twitter feed. Um, we're looking at other IR kind of uh, opportunities in London. Um, and also, I would say most importantly, is uh, we're, we're kind of going to reach out to a whole new audience in Canada. Um, and we think we'll get a very good reception for the stock in Canada. I think, you know, when it when it has, it, we do our secondary listing out there um, sort of early next year, it should re-rate. And that's something the Canadians were making the point of saying, "What your market cap is way too small um, for, you know, for who you are. Um, and we think you'll get a pretty good valuation out of Canada. But uh, look, you know, internally in the company, everything everything's looking really good. In fact, it's probably never been better. Um, you know, if you read the bulletin boards and things, there's all sort of doom and gloom and everybody's worried because the price is going down. But what I can tell you internally, uh, things are very good. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing in the company um, that I'm concerned about or our board's concerned about, we're in good shape. Um, and it's just a matter of time before, you know, things turn around. But but sometimes, you know, you get natural sellers um, when, when stocks go down and people naturally kind of get worried when stocks go down. As, as you and I know, people never buy at the bottom. They never buy on the way down. They always wait for it to start turning around and going up. I mean, it's kind of conversely when you really should be buying Um, you know, buy on doom, sell on boom, as they say. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, we've got a good path forward. We've got um, results coming in from Cyprus. Um, We've just engaged a new guy there to help us with business development. We'll be announcing shortly um, some details of that. Um, We've got results coming in from our field trip Um, in Labrador. We're going to be talking a lot about targeting. Um, We're going to be bringing on um, Canadian brokers. We're rolling out IR programs in London and uh, then in Toronto Um, and then going into next year we'll have our secondary listing coming up. We're going to be drilling out there. Um, We're going to be raising money at the premium. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff um, in the runway ahead of us. So um, um, yeah, we're certainly optimistic about the company and I think that will be kind of reflected in the price.
0: Yeah, it seems seems you've got a busy period coming up. So um, as a conclusion, just wonder what the next twelve to eighteen months is going to look like.
1: Well, you know, as, as I just sort of articulated, really. I mean, it, it's it's a very busy period for us. We've now got kind of two projects. Um, we're excited about Cyprus. We're in the middle of budgeting for next year for Cyprus and, and planning and programs. Um, and likewise, we're doing the same in Canada. Um, but we're busy, very busy organizing logistics out there. Um, you know, so you know, both operational. And corporate developments for both of those projects
0: yeah martin really appreciate your time um in obviously taking time to do this podcast if our audience wants to reach out to you um how can they go about doing that are you on any social media platform channels
1: uh yeah well we say we have a very active twitter account um you know people post questions i you know sometimes um get to answer those but um you know my email address is somewhere on our website, I think it's martin.french at chesterfieldplc.com. So um, people just ping me an email. And we, we try to be pretty um, um, good about getting back to people as long as, long as the questions are sensible.
0: Yes, certainly. and you're going to be at the Minds and Money event on the, the 1st and 2nd of December, I believe.
1: Um, th- that's right, yeah. So yeah. Um, we don't have a booth there, but, but I'm, I'm on a panel um, and I'll be sort of wandering around. And, um, yeah. People.
0: So, so yeah again people can actually obviously um um meet up with you in person yeah just, just drop me an email
1: and uh if, if you want to arrange time to meet up and have you sit down and have a coffee and have a chat and answer any yeah. questions
0: yeah. yeah no worries martin really appreciate your time it seems that you've got obviously a lot of work ahead of you and it's exciting times as well especially with the, within the jurisdictions that you're involved in so um plenty of work ahead um so i pre- appreciate your time in sharing your story um those that are listening hope you enjoyed uh hope you enjoyed that and obviously there's a lot of lot of things going to be happening for chesterfield resources and if you are in and around london uh, and going to the minds and money event on the first and second december um feel free to reach out to martin and and have a coffee with him um and it, obviously if you're wanting more information then um yeah either meet him in person or Um, get in contact with him via social media or his email address. So um, appreciate the audience. If you can uh, share and like this episode, share it amongst friends and family um, and other people in the industry, Uh, really appreciate all, um, all the support that you give, give this channel um, and really appreciate you sharing, sharing the episodes and telling everyone about this. We want to try and get it out to as many people as possible. Obviously it's a, um, a free podcast, to help educate the mining industry um, and hearing some some success stories like Chesterfield Resources um, and watch their journey progress over the years so um, really appreciate you, your continued support so until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review until next time Happy Mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.